Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. about the soul detox message, I'll just uh, preempt, not preempt, but um, just paraphrase what we've been talking about. And this is a pretty intense message. I just sense that um, some people have got some dross coming to the surface. Dross is like when you um, heat metal up and the dross, the, the, the foam stuff. You see it down at the beach, it's like yucky stuff. Uh, but this is like dross, it's useless to the metal. It's, it's impurities, and it's useless to the metal. It flows to the surface, and they scoop that off, and you're left with this amazing metal, uh, gold. Thank you, Julie. And, um, and I, b- I believe that some people might be a little bit prickly, a little bit, and, um, but it's good. You've got to get that stuff out. You've got to detox. Uh, when you go on a fast, you, um, yeah, it's, it's quite... It's quite um, challenging. Uh, you don't want to be around a lot of people when you first begin a fast, amen? Because you get a little bit antsy, a little bit um, irritable, and uh, you just want to be by yourself. But once you get through it, and God does a brilliant work on you, whether it's physically or spiritually. This is talking about detoxing your soul spiritually. So your soul is your, your mind, your will, your emotions. It's essentially who you are. It's the essence of who you are, the essence of who you are. So you are body. This is your earth suit. Some people would say that they are a body with a soul. No, you're a soul with a body. Your soul is key. Now, when I say soul, I mean soul, mind, will, emotions, but I also say the spirit. So you are three parts, your body, your soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions, and it's very, one of the key things. Uh, it's in 3 John. Beloved, I pray that you would prosper in all things, even in your health, just as your soul is prospering. Your soul, it needs to prosper because that's what lands all the God stuff in your life. If your soul is banged up and, and it's got toxins of you know, hurts and ingratitude and misgivings and unforgiveness and selfishness and materialism, um, it it won't let God come into your life fully because your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions, and your will needs to make choices. Your mind needs to think about the truth of the situation and agree with that. And your emotions need to say, yes, amen. Amen or cry, or laugh, or whatever, amen? And so, and your spirit, it's just ready to rock. It's born again, it's saved. There's nothing more you can do about your spirit, in fact. And uh, the, the next level for your spirit is really when, it, when we go to be with Jesus, uh, and your spirit is fully glorified, amen? So, I'm loving the feeling of the house this morning, by the way. Who's, has someone been praying uh, this week? Uh, it's just feeling great, it just... So this is real. Without prayer, it, it, it can feel quite ordinary. Church, your life, my life. With prayer, you get optimized. Say optimized. Amen. 
So I want to talk about this morning, let, let's just go through what we've been talking about last two weeks. And again, I just want to say, it's pretty intense stuff, and, and by December, we're going to loosen up, we're going to lighten up, amen? So this is pretty intense, this is like spring cleaning big time, but, but we're going to be able to enjoy the, the, the Christmas season, amen? So, so but just, just understand this. That this morning I want to talk about a particular subject, and this message is called Soul Detox Materialism Exposed. Say materialism exposed. So we're talking about stuff of what's. See that? Hear that? Is that? Can everyone hear that? You can't. It's in the fallback, is it? Sorry, podcast listeners. We've got a we've got a problem. NASA has got a problem with Major Tom. What's not, you, you got you to realize what's nagging at your soul. We've talked about that. What's getting in the way of you, of you living the life that God created you to live. We've got to understand that. Then we've got to realize what those things are and neutralize those damaging influences by embracing clean living. Say clean living. So this is about soul detox, but... The, the first thing we said last week was about toxic behaviors. This is how your soul can get toxic. First one is, is toxic behaviors. Our personal lies, our false beliefs, our lethal language, our hidden sins. Uh, the second uh, part was the toxic emotions. Toxic emotions that can affect your, your heart. Bitterness or soul. Bitterness, resentment, envy, Jealousy, anger, rage, fear, and worry. Those things will cause havoc in your soul, in your heart. The third element was toxic influences, and that's what I want to talk about this morning. Watched a movie, uh, man, it was gut-wrenching. Angelina Jolie, uh, Beyond Borders, anyone seen Beyond Borders? Uh, about reaching out to the third world situation. Uh, it's pretty, just like Schindler's List almost. It's a pretty sobering movie. It's her, and it really represents her heart reaching out to uh, the third world people, kids in particular, and, and people literally dying every moment. A powerful movie, really affected me, and probably that's why I ended up on this subject in terms of soul detox, materialism exposed. So the toxic influence out there in terms of our culture is materialism, culture, the culture that, is, that, that brings that, uh, unhealthy people, and religion. Even that can be a toxic influence. And we're seeing that on the planet. So understand this, that everything that we allow into our minds, our hearts, and our lives, Everything, including, and I've said this before a couple of times, everything that including that you spend your money on has an impact on how you grow or don't grow spiritually. Proverbs 4.23 is our key scripture. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. But I love this version. Um, In the NCV, it says, be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. I love that. Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Now, when I think about materialism, 
And just in that bag there, I'll just give you a little illustration of maybe, yeah, in, no, in the bag, in the bag, there's, there's, there's stuff. I would. And um, when I say materialism, I mean being consumed by what you need. These are the things that have come in my letterbox this week. I mean, I think there's about a kilo of things, of, of uh, stuff I need. And, and they're, man, every, man, there's so much stuff people, this world, the culture is telling me I need. This gets put in my letterbox and, man, I could study this like a Bible. I could even ponder it and then I could even want, want it, desire it and even choose to prioritize my time and my money to acquire such things, amen? Um, but my priority is not probably in anything except maybe some of the food items, that ice cream looks, anyway, sorry. Um, so the fan looks good at this moment too. But these things, they don't even entice me they go into our letterbox, and I should get a sticker, shouldn't I? They go into my letterbox, and they go straight into that yellow bin, the recycle. Because I, I, I don't even want to know about it. I don't, it, doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. If there was a Kurong magazine, I would probably read that and find out some of the great new releases. But this stuff is, man, people are depending on this to come into their letterboxes now, and, and they're literally chasing this stuff down in the shopping center, and they're spending their hard-earned money on it, and their priority is now not to help as Angelina Jolie wants to do, and I take my hat off to her because she's all about, with her fame, with her monies, is about helping people, amen? And so, hats off to her. But I'm all about, too, for us living in a material world, realizing that I don't need all this stuff, that um, I need God. I need God. And I need to seek His kingdom and His righteousness. And then all these things that I need, but things I really need, not these things. Not, not these things. I know what I need, and I don't need to be reminded, and I'll find it. Amen? Amen. And so my priority and your priority and our priority as kingdom believers is to prioritize our life. Thank you. <laughs> we can put those in the bin now. <laughs> this is the best scripture I know that, that Jesus talks about this challenge that we have as people. The, the scripture in Timothy says that, that commands the rich to give. Commands the rich to give. The, the rich for me is us. We three uh, percent of people like us represent three percent that have a fridge, that have shelter, that have a bed, that that have means to be able to, to live a comfortable life. Apparently, they tell me I don't know how this is, can be true. Even it just makes my mind boggle. But only three percent of the planet live like us. So when the Bible says in Timothy, command the rich to give, that'd be us, wouldn't it? Would that be us? But in our mindset, we're not rich because we can't buy everything in those magazines. I'm not rich because I can't even buy one single item out of those magazines. I just haven't got enough. But you have got enough. And you are blessed. That's the truth of the matter. Amen? Amen. 
Amen? So you've got you to really get your priority right. I can't afford to give, you might say. I've got bills. I can't afford to give. But that's a lie from the enemy. So let's look at Matthew 6.19. It says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. 6.21, Matthew 6.21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. So if I'm looking into those magazines all the time, I'm not going to be receiving a lot of light into my soul, amen? 6.24 says, no one can serve two masters. Either, either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. 6.25, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body or what you will wear. Is not life more than food? and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? No. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans, the unbelievers, run after all these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek, now this is the key, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough troubles of its own. Many Christians struggle with giving. They fail to see that giving gives glory to God. They fail to see that it can be done by faith and they, they just don't realize it can be done. When a believer overcomes this struggle, it's a great victorious day. God says in his word, Romans 1.17, in fact, you get this down on the inside of you and you will just go leaps and bounds ahead in your spirituality. Romans 1.17 says, it is the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, the righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as is written, the righteous will live by faith. You may say, I, I, I can't afford to give. I've got too many bills. Yet, when people get this revelation, Christians get this revelation, and in fact, anyone gets this revelation deep on the inside of them, all of a sudden, they seemingly have means and the... the, the the ability to give to these worthy causes. Hebrews 11.6 says it like this, and without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So giving, what is it? It's a matter of faith. It's, it's trusting in God. Let's be honest. Money is one of the most important things in our life, is it not? 
But when we begin to relinquish all security and all trust in it and all my, basically, my, 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 what is it? Basically, security is the best word I can use. If I relinquish that and say, God, I trust in you. You're my provider. You're Jehovah Jireh. Amen? Seemingly, it's then when you wrestle yourself, wrestle your heart, wrestle your soul out of the world, out of the disposition of having to trust the world, but then trusting God. It's a beautiful thing. So a couple of things I want to happen here this morning, and this is what I want to happen. Greed and selfishness, materialism, sins that work through us, we want to abolish those this morning, amen? We're going to believe that materialism, greed, selfishness are coming down in Jesus' name, amen? God has a financial plan, absolutely. In every respect, he has a financial plan, especially in our money. He wants you to be blessed. I'm absolutely convinced that he wants you blessed even supernaturally. He wants to preserve you but protect you and he wants you but to trust him. 1 Timothy 6.10 says, this is amazing. Some, some people might say money is the root of all evil. It actually doesn't say that. It actually doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It says this in 1 Timothy 6.10, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. For the love of money, for the love of money, is a root. So money itself is not good or bad, but it's the love of money that, that, that seemingly can cause grief. Not, not so much the money itself. Money is neither good nor bad, amen? It's what you do with it. So basically, money is to be used by the people of God. We're stewards. God's given us this ability. He's given us this life. He's given us the, the, the wealth that we have. And we now have this profound responsibility because we live in a rich land, a rich environment, a rich place called Australia. We now have huge responsibility to administer that, I believe, and invest it and to see it blessed. Uh, Meaning to multiply it. I I, I believe, uh, because we have so much opportunity I believe that we should be able to make use of the situation of all the opportunities we have and and not just earn a living, but be able to acquire wealth, invest it and prosper, amen? Meaning that you gotta invest it right. You gotta work it right. You gotta work your finances. Genesis 12.2 says this, and this is one of the most powerful statements in the Old Testament. And um, it's so true. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I say say it again. This is about Abraham. And this is God saying to Abraham, we're seeds of Abraham. Says that in Galatians. It says, I will make you into a great nation. I will make you into a great church. I will make you into a great Christian. And I will bless you. And I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. Basically, 
This is talking about being blessed to be a blessing. Abraham, of course, became very rich in Genesis 13 2. Abraham became very wealthy in livestock and silver and gold. And why did he do that? Because he had his heart right with God. His trust was in God. God blessed him and he became a blessing. Because God gave him little and he was able to bless the little, with the little, God gave him much, amen? If you can't be, if you can't be faithful with, with $100, why is God, get, God gonna give you $1,000? It's just not gonna happen. But if, if you're faithful with which you have, then God can bless you with more. So this morning, um, we need to confess we are blessed to be a blessing. We need to understand the principle of tithing and offering that can achieve great things for the kingdom of God, including Garth and Jamie that are going to Nairobi to plant a church and other worthy causes, amen? Let's give it up for these guys. That's so awesome. <laughs> prosperity is not for prosperity's sake. Prosperity is for to bless. And we need to believe that we can be blessed. Jesus said in Acts 20, 25, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Jesus, we pray right now, before I just show this 15-minute video of uh, what it means to put God first, if we could remove this actually and just about get that ready. This is probably the most powerful teaching. It's a condensed version of um, basically what the tithe means uh, this message has been played in Hillsong, C3, right throughout the land. Uh, this version actually emotes two points that I really believe in um, about why we give our tithe and what it can do for you. And I'll let him mention those two points. These are two points that I've mentioned over the 18 years of this church, why we give our tithe. And I specifically talk to men these two points will speak to the men of why they need to tithe. I'd love to just tell you those, but I'll, I'll let him tell you the two points. They're two powerful points. And if you love your family, if you love your kids, if you love your, if you, if you love your marriage, if you love your life, you would do well to listen to this message and really seriously ponder it and understand why we tithe. This church is here because we tithe. It's here by the principle of the tithe. Our faith runs on the tithe. Our Christian life is about honoring God first. So you just have to understand that's the sort of people we are. This is probably one of the, the shorter versions, but it's powerful. Let's check it out, please. God bless you.